You are listening to the politicalbetting.com Polling Matters podcast. My name is Kieran Pedley. Well, there's been lots of talk in Westminster over the last few weeks and months about a new centrist party emerging. But what do people think centrism actually means? Do they identify with the term themselves? And how favourable are people towards centrism and both the left and right, of course, as well? We're going to be looking at some of these questions on this uh, episode of the Polling Matters podcast. And to do so, I'm joined as ever by my fellow podcaster, Leo Barassi. Leo, welcome. Hello, Kieran. So to explain a bit about what we're going to do on this show, we've got some exclusive polling from Opinion, and we essentially asked three questions. The first was asking people to identify themselves on a scale of left, from left to right, including the centre and including an option for don't know. The second question was we asked people how favourable or unfavourable they were towards different um, sort of ideologies, but purely the left, centre and right and then we asked people who identified as centrist what they thought it meant. So these are the three questions that we're going to be um, going through today. So, Leo, let's go, let's go through them one by one. So the first question we asked people very simply to say, where would you place your, your own political views on the scale below? Now, the scale below, quite unlike other uh, questions of this sort that you'll see out there, did not give a 10-point scale 0 to 10. It actually it did describe the... Um, the, the terms themselves. So we had left, centre-left, centre, centre-right, right, none of these, and don't know. And we asked people where they would put themselves on that scale. But I suppose before we get into this, Leah, I mean, this, this is a difficult question to actually get to the roots of, isn't it? There are two ways I think we can look at these questions. So obviously these terms are quite complex. So the left-right scale is really a scale about economics and there's an authoritarian liberal scale that is separate from that but in many ways is tied into how people think about it and i think we can get ourselves tied into quite a bit of knots trying to unpick what exactly people are thinking about when they're answering this and does right wing mean authoritarian as well as free market i think that's problematic and we've got to recognize that this isn't really um reflecting what people uh think of themselves on these two scales um as uh as being behind their answers here but the other way of looking at it is essentially these are labels that are in common use and are how parties are widely talked about in the context of a conversation about a new centrist party whether or not people understand exactly what centrism is which is something we're going to be talking about it's useful to know what they think about those labels yes and i think it's sort of just picking up on something you touched on there it's also important to realize as we we always struggle to do um, that people aren't always that politically engaged. So for a lot of people, they're not these these terms just aren't going to mean anything to them. And that's borne out in the numbers. The first thing we should say is that 8% say none of these. So I, I, they don't identify as left, centre-left, centre, centre-right or right. And 24% say that they don't know. So that's 32% that, that can't really answer the question for, for one reason or another. But at the same time, that means 68% can. And I mean, it's a bit of a crude comparison, but if we look at the fact that, you know, it's around the kind of mid 60s that tend to vote, give or take. I mean, I know that this varies by election. There's still, you know, more than two thirds can actually put themselves somewhere on this scale. Right. So at least it's giving us something, even if what one person means by left versus right will be different, different to another. Right. Yeah, I think it's significant that two thirds of people have an, an opinion of where they are on the scale, even if they're not going to pick a point where if they were quizzed on it, uh, a political scientist would necessarily agree with them about where they place themselves. 
Yeah, so in the context that it's people's perception and we're not trying to present this as gospel, there's different ways of answering this question. Let's look at what we can learn from it. So to give you give people the headline figures, um, 10% say that they're, they're on the left, um, 16% say centre-left, 18% say centre, 15% say centre-right, and 8% say... Uh, uh, 8% say right. So I suppose on the as an aside we haven't gone with far left and far right. I suppose you you could do that and you know maybe the fact that some people have said none of these is a reflection on that potentially or maybe that's more of a pejorative term though isn't it? I mean don't people tend to use that as a critical thing? Yeah, I mean we kind of left it out subjectively but I'm just saying I'm just acknowledging that it's not there so I guess the we were talking off earlier weren't we that how you aggregate these groups is is interesting isn't it? Yeah, so obviously there are multiple ways of splitting it. You might say that there's the sort of um, there's the extremes versus the center three, um, so left and right versus center left, center and center right. Um, I think for for reasons that we'll get to, I don't think that's actually how people um, instinctively are thinking about the the divisions um i think the next question shows that that's not the case that it's more like there's the left and center left there's the uh, right and center right and then there's the center so it's more like three groups so yeah to put numbers to that so 26 percent would call themselves left or center left 18 percent would say center um and then what is it 23 percent would say right or center right and then as we've as we've said you know 32 percent can't put themselves anywhere on the scale because it's true like if you if you bandied in all the center left center and center right together you'd get 50 percent but I, I, I've, I've struggled with this a little bit, what, what I think. I mean, I suppose in a way you could say 50% are centrist, but I guess politically speaking, centre-right and centre-left would argue that they don't really share a lot in common, wouldn't they, typically, beyond, gen- beyond generalities of, oh, you know, we all believe in democracy kind of thing. I don't think those people would identify as being part of the same group. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's interesting as well when we start looking at what some of the different audiences say about where they are on the political scale. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some of that here. So um, on this question of being in the centre specifically, um, not huge differences between the two political parties. The Tories, 21% of Conservatives say that they're in the centre. 15% of Labour uh, voters say that they're in the centre. And again, these numbers are reasonably low, but um, I I would say as much because of the large numbers of don't knows. Um, So for example, 24% of Labour voters say either none of these or don't know. 15% 15% put themselves in the centre, 53% of Labour voters put themselves on the left or centre-left. On the Tory side, 17% say don't know or none of these. Um, 21% put themselves in the centre, but again, uh, 54% say that they're centre-right or right. So you get the obvious things that you would see for the two main parties. Um, you know, the Tories centre-right, centre-right or right, Labour centre-left or left. Um, it's, the- incidentally on that, it's striking how... Um, unsymmetrical the Lib Dems are that they um, are pretty much a third centre left a third centre and then the rest are just coming fairly evenly spread across the scale and the don't knows so Mm. very much more centre left and centre right yeah, I think it's fair to say that of the political parties, uh, the Liberal Democrats are the most likely to identify themselves as centrist. Um, so that's probably something that we would, might expect. Um, but still, it's interesting to see it sort of validated in the data uh, nonetheless. Um, going back to the demographics more widely, 
I mean, men were slightly more likely to describe themselves as centrist than women, but but not not hugely so. Um, the, the... But the big the big gender thing though is the difference on don't knows, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I mean, we see this from time to time on on some questions, particularly questions about uh, self identified knowledge. Um, women thirty one percent don't know where they place themselves. Men only sixteen percent. So women twice as likely to say they don't know where they are on the political scale than men. Absolutely, and that, that that does reflect something we see wi- more widely in research generally. But um, still, it's worth uh, worth bearing in mind. And I think, as we might expect, maybe not, but young people the least likely to consider themselves to be centrist. So, fourteen percent of the eighteen to thirty-four age group calling themselves centrist versus twenty percent of the sort of other age groups. Um, th- about one in three eighteen to thirty-four say that they are left or centre-left, and that's sort of over-indexes versus the overall, which is twenty-six percent. And the reverse is true for older voters. So I guess you know younger people, a bit more liberal, a bit more centre-left, and as we'd expect, older people get more conservative. I mean, that's not that's not new news. But I think yeah, this uh, sort of roughly one in five, just just shy of one in five that consider themselves. Um, centrist is interesting and I guess the main thing is that they are found voting for both of the main parties so that's that's something that I guess both parties need to bear in mind um, for reasons we'll come to later if they end up seen as too extreme maybe um, you know that might have an impact on those parties in the future but um, yeah about one in five of the the voters of the Tories claiming that they're centrist about 15% of Labour voters claiming that they're centrist so what do we do with all this Leo so we've got this this sort of self-identification um, which, <coughs> which is interesting, but then we've also got these uh, these questions about what people think of these ideologies or, or, or positions, don't we? So how favourable people are towards them? Yeah. So we asked people um, the exact wording of the question was, and thinking about each of these groups within British politics, how favourable or unfavourable would you say you are towards them? So it's sort of it's talking about the groups, perhaps uh, rather than explicitly the ideologies um, or or the parties that represent them, perhaps. But um, I mean, there's a few striking things that jump out on me here. So. Um, Generally, the left is somewhat more popular than the right. Um, there's there's not a huge amount in it, but um, if you add together very favourable and somewhat favourable and then add together somewhat unfavourable and very unfavourable, then the left gets uh, a bit more people, say, uh, 25% saying that they're favourable versus the right, 18%, and the left gets 29% unfavourable versus the right, 37% unfavourable. So, so this is what this is what the overall population thinks this of is, those yeah, this is the groups. overall population. Yeah. Um, and there's a similar, though smaller, gap for centre-left versus centre-right. So the left is generally a bit more liked than the right across the whole population. Um, I think the interesting stuff, as I see it in this, is what's going on around the centre. Um and one of the things is that the centre is the least disliked. Um, so only 14% say that they are unfavourable to the centre, which is um, fairly comfortably the least unpopular. Uh, but I guess perhaps somewhat unsurprisingly, it's um, not especially liked. Um, it doesn't have a huge amount of fans. And strikingly, it's the group that is the least enthusiastic about itself. So obviously in this, we're able to see how favorable people are to the group that they say they identify with. Um, and most of them are in the 80s or 90s. Uh, the left are 91% favorable to people on the left. The right are 85% favorable to people on the right. Uh, 
the centre, only 49% of people say that they're favourable to the people to, to the centre. Um, in fact, the centre-left is more favourable to the, the centre than the centre itself is. <laughs> uh, and that's, that last point is an interesting one because one of the things that I found quite interesting here is that this isn't the results are not symmetrical. So the left and the right are fairly similar to each other in terms of their views on sort of across the political spectrum in reverse. But that's not the case of the centre left and the centre right. They're not like mirror images of each other. So the centre right much prefers the right to the centre. The centre right doesn't particularly like the centre, uh, whereas the centre left does quite like the centre. Um, the centre left likes uh, is fifty three percent favourable to the centre and sixty four percent favourable to the left. Uh, so not a huge uh, gap in it. Um, the centre right is um, is much more favourable uh, to the right relative uh, to the centre. So. Um, I guess what strikes me here is that it doesn't feel like there's an easy sort of grouping of centre-left, centre and centre-right, which are kind of the middle three. I think you can kind of put the centre-left with the centre, although, as I say, it does prefer the left. Um, but you really can't put the centre-right together with the centre and say that they are big fans of them. So we've, we've, we've obviously thrown a lot of numbers at the listeners here, and I guess we've got to try and unpick what they really mean. But going back to the introduction, I talked about this, 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 this talk of a centrist party. I suppose if the centre, if people that identify themselves with the centre aren't that enthusiastic about it, it does suggest some degree of apathy, and we'll come to that in a moment um, with the verbatim comments we had. Um, but um, it, it kind of suggests that, there's not really lots of mass appeal for something centrist in that middle box and trying to group center left and center right together in a mass you know mass membership or or, or mass or, or a mass supported um centrist party is going to be a real challenge doesn't it so i don't know what you think i, I sort of find that this doesn't lend itself to suggesting that there's mass appetite for a new centrist party yeah, I think what you get more than enthusiasm is a lack of opposition, which I think is sort of the best you can say that um, the centre and to a lesser extent, the centre left um, quite like the centre, the numbers suggest, but perhaps more they don't particularly oppose the centre, mm. um, which, you know, is, is a start if you're trying to build uh, a movement there, but it doesn't really, at least on the basis of these numbers alone, suggest that there's a massive craving for, for centrism here. Sort of feels a little bit like the centre-left, people are going to hate this description, but I'll go with it anyway. The centre-left would tolerate a sort of Blairite centrist New Labour Party when it's in office, but they're not necessarily clamouring for it when it's not there, maybe. I don't know. But I guess that, that you know, there, there will be other people, I suppose, that say the the idea of a centrist party is bigger than just the notion of the centre generally. Um, but yeah, I mean, 18% identifying with it first and foremost, not a lot of enthusiasm, you know, it doesn't scream um, that it's going to get mass support. But let's, let's move on uh, to the third question, um, because I think this is really sort of relevant to what we're talking about. So what we did was we asked people who identified as, cent as centre, so this middle box, this centrist group, why they why they did so basically what they thought centrism meant 
And I thought, um, I'll get your observations in a minute, Leo. I thought it, this was a really interesting thing. So we just, people literally typed in, this was an online server, they typed in what they thought. Um, there was something about what really stood out for me was this idea of not extreme, you know, when, when asked what centrism meant. So I'll fire out some quotes, you know, what does it mean to you? Avoiding extreme politics, fits more viewpoints, not too extreme, basically being moderate rather than extreme, virtually all extremists miss the point. So this, this is what individual people said. I do not think extremist views are helpful to anyone. I don't have a preference for either left or right as they're both too extreme. I don't like extremists. I hate extremism, etc., uh, etc. Et so that seemed to come out quite a lot. Now, there were, I wouldn't say this was the majority view. I don't want to create that impression. The majority view with this was very much, well, it's a bit of both or it's none, or I don't, I don't know what it, what it is, um, an ability to fit both sides, not sure, or even some apathy, which you kind of we touched on with, that, um, with some of those favorability figures. So people were saying, not that interested in politics, don't really know what this means, um, have no idea what all that means. So I guess a combination of uh, apathy and people that not, not really being engaged. There were some people that, that gave Blairite third-way answers. One person said, I have a social conscience, but I believe we need small businesses and large businesses to keep the country running. And without these businesses making a profit, there would be no jobs at all. Um, so, yeah, very sort of, uh, very sort of Blairite uh, description. And there were other descriptions of that. So, someone else said, I see things, uh, I see it as attempting to achieve a balance between the state providing as much welfare and support as is sustainable without harming the economy with overtaxation and overregulation. Other people just said neither left or right. So you get you get you get. Is, a, Ch is Chukaramuna trying to uh, make a bit of money on the side here? I think he might be on the opinion panel. Um, but the point is, I mean, okay, there are some people that do give genuinely ideologically third way answers, but they're they're dwarfed by the number of people that say uh, kind of generic things about it's best of both worlds kind of stuff. Or I don't know. What, so, what do so you what I do you make of some of this? Point with that. But I feel for me, um, and I I. I get having looked through it myself. I, I certainly agree that I saw a lot of this. Uh, it's sort of it's a view against extremism, and I don't like extremes, and the two big parties are too extreme now. But for me, the way that you just characterised it glossed over a bit quickly. The, um, the what felt to me sort of the only positive thing that I saw in the open ends about centrism, which is this: it's a view from all sides. It's best of both worlds. There are good points coming from both sides. Now. Uh, I get that a lot of the answers are were the sort of um, this is the default, they're apathetic, or I don't know, and it's just I don't like any of the other options. But I guess it is important to note that a significant proportion, I mean, definitely not the majority, but uh, you know, a reasonable number of, of people here were essentially identifying what was the positive of centrism that isn't coming out from any of the others. I guess what my my I guess my take on this would be that I think the biggest attraction maybe we should test this in the future the biggest attraction to a new political party would be the idea that it's avoiding the extremists. That feels like a more powerful message than well I can sort of see the benefits of the market versus the benefits of the state and stuff. I mean that will come into it but that's a very almost political science sort of argument and you know, that underpins the ideology. I think the reason that you would need a centrist party, if you think you do, is because you see Labour and the Conservatives as two extremes and then and, and extremism is bad. I'm not saying that those two parties are, other people can judge, but you know, you might think extremism is bad and therefore you need something in the centre. And that's underpinned by all those other things that you've described. But I think the extremism point is probably the most powerful message as to why a centrist party would even need to exist. I'm not sure you win people over by by beginning with the, well, it's a bit of both. 
Mm. Well, here's an interesting thing. Going back to those numbers, people who are in the centre, their unfavourability of left and right is actually quite low. So people in the centre, unfavourable of the left is only 32%, unfavourable of the right is only 38%. Compared with people who are on those sides, um, it's more like they're unfavourable in the 70s to 80s percent of the other sides. So I'll take your point that it feels intuitively right, but the numbers certainly don't bear out the view that people are in the centre because they're looking at the other sides and saying these are extremes that I want to get away from. Mm. So what do we, so let's let's wrap this up. So what what do we think about these numbers taken together then? So we've looked at what people think they are, what you know, of different parties and but just generally we've seen how they view other other ideologies that they might not be or how they view their own ideology. And we've also asked centrists what they think of themselves. What does all this say about the original topic which we introduced which is about this idea of a centrist party? For me, I mean you could do all sorts of other polling on that, but I'm not seeing a lot of appetite for it. Um, not that's going to break the current mould, at least. I think that the, the the people that identify as in the centre seem as much about apathy as other things. And that's going to be a hard motivator to get people out, um, you know, in favour of a so-called centrist party. And therefore, any centrist party surely needs to almost take a choice between the centre-left and centre-right, does it? To actually, So it has to be like a Labour-moderate party, basically, uh, rather than being something that can genuinely expect to take votes from all sides? Or, or do you disagree? Yeah, I think I do disagree. And it comes back to my original point where I started the pod with, which is um, you can look at this as either how people react to these labels, left, centre-left, centre and so on, or you can look at it as how people think about the policies and the ideologies that, uh, or the values that um, people in these positions would hold at the spouse. And it feels to me that what we've shown quite clearly here is that people don't particularly like the label of centre. Um, they don't dislike it, but they don't particularly like it. So if you come out and say, we are the centre party, you're not going to do fantastically because mm. there aren't that many massive fans. Well, I think we haven't tested and haven't shown and I think would be interesting and I suspect would be popular, but in reality quite hard to test is how a party that essentially had centrist policies and centrist values would actually do um, when they had themselves up in front of the electorate. And I guess people who wanted to found a centrist party would probably put first and foremost, this is a competent party that isn't driven by ideology and is just going to get on with running the country well. And I suspect that might well be a message that would do very well. Mm. I don't know, but my guess is that it would do better than a message that is, we're a centrist party that's just going to take ideas from across the spectrum. I think there would be some support for that, but fundamentally in the real world, they're going to have to have a policy on Brexit, they're going to have to have a policy on tax and spend, a policy on crime. Yeah, Eventually, like, so the, the overarching message might be, I don't know, best of both worlds, we're competent, we're going to run things properly, we're not extremist and all the rest of it. But fundamentally, it's all about the leader and it's about their Brexit policies slash other things, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. But I think the details of the policy are 
much less important than how the policy is perceived. I mean, you take a look at Labour's 27 manifesto, the uh, economic side of it, apart from a bit of nationalisation, put that to one side, but other than that, it was essentially a fairly standard social democratic manifesto that Ed Miliband would have been perfectly happy to spearhead. Gordon Brown would have been pretty fine with it, to be honest. Um, And yet it was portrayed as a very left-wing manifesto and widely understood as that. So uh, I, I guess... Yeah, the the policies on the big stuff like Brexit are important, but actually a lot of the details are perhaps more subsumed by the the image and the and the sort of wider presentation that you're making rather than the details of the policies. And I suppose that's what makes the birth of any such party and how it comes about. So who's the donors? Um, does it start because a bunch of Labour MPs or Tory MPs defect, or is it something from the outside who leads it? All of this is going to feed into that, isn't it? It's not just about um the, the messaging it's about the messengers as well right and we nearly got through a podcast without saying the name david Miliband. oh so close <laughs> but this might be something that we revisit a bit in the future and we're in, i'm really interested in listeners views um this is three questions we haven't we're not for a second claiming that we've got everything here it might be worth looking at this center group a bit more and thinking about you know what policies they like versus the overall audience and uh, maybe even which politicians they identify with being uh, being that way. Um, but that's all we've got time for for this podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed listening and, and the slightly shorter new format. We are interested in people's feedback on this week. Uh, we have been getting some feedback that the, pod, the original podcasts are a bit long. Although we did a Twitter poll and actually it showed about 55% of our listeners or at least the people doing the survey liked the current format. But then there was a good one in three that want things broken out into shorter pods that are very much based around one topic so that's what we've done this week with the podcast earlier this week on the boundary reforms um, where i spoke to professor ron johnston from bristol uni on uh, on some of that so do check that out if you haven't already um but we've done one on the boundary reforms this week and one on this poll around centrism so it'd be good to it'd be good to get feedback from listeners as to which they prefer um i suspect that you know p- different people will prefer different things and you won't be able to please everybody but we're open to new formats it depends what the listener wants but anyway if you do like what you hear as ever please do share us on social media give us a like on our facebook page or a positive five star rating or a comment on itunes or wherever you else wherever else you get your podcast it does help get us out there even now um, but for now thanks for listening and have a great weekend everyone